Welcome to the junk drawer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt sees the tweet <laughs> and replies, watch it again, it's mostly Tom's fault. How's the body? Great body. <laughs> no, the dead body. The dead <laughs> body. I'll give you 20 minutes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, all that you need to do is shoot guns and have sex? Uh, I'd give it an 80%. Oh my That's God. Fine. Here's why. You know the differences between y'all and me? I make this look good. It's finally time to open the junk drawer. Welcome, young and old, medium-sized and large and small, all shapes and sizes. I am your host for today's episode of The Junk Drawer, Mario Rico. Joining me today are my co-host and fellow pod Mr. Cole Brown and Mr. Bryce Howell. Say hello to the good people. Hello, good people. Who is that? Identify yourself. I'm Bryce Howell. That's... And I am Cole Brown. That's not true. <laughs> Reverse those. Uh, most people do call me Cole, though. And uh, sometimes people call me Bryce. And as I'm known around my apartment, I am Mario. Today's a special episode. We have a special guest. Our We know him as our listeners. Our listener. I also know him as my brother, Dave. Dave Arico is joining us today. Dave, say hello to the good people. Hello and... Hello. Okay. Very nice. We're really honored to Very have nice. our one listener on the podcast. Very honored. <laughs> I have been listening since this was sent to me through personal emails. You used to have to get this via text message. Google Doc with a password. Even before and, that, no, it was direct mail. And you, maybe, not, and maybe not even that. We would mail you a flash drive and it'd be unmarked, encrypted. We were like Netflix. Mm-hmm. I had to take out yes. the delivery man. I can't believe Netflix existed at a time where you had to get movies delivered. That's crazy. So Good for you, Netflix. Why are we here today? Well, because we want to talk about a very special movie. This was a choice of Dave's. It is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know what? For an old man, you ain't bad in a fight. That's one of the quotes from the movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a pretty nice movie. Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, 2008. A PG-13 film directed by Steven Spielberg, and we are going to be discussing it today. So, you guys, this is the fourth Indiana Jones film. Um, came out much later than the other three. Um, what did you think? Let's start it off. Bryce, let's get your, uh, give us your opinion on the movie. So, we're going to go in-depth into opinions in a second, so I'm going to hold back a oh, little did you bit. Oh, did you want to host? <laughs> Douche. <laughs> um, you just thought I was hosting. I, I, I'm going to hold back my full opinion a little bit for now. Uh, and I'm going to say that this is a fine movie. Okay. Uh, I cool. give it a... Uh, I'm actually going to change the rating that I wrote down. I'm going to give it a 68 okay. out of 100 in our new Metacritic <laughs> score. Wow. It's, uh, it's what I would call a, a B- minus of a movie. Well, that's literally not the so the, medical <laughs> the grading scale works differently Sorry. from I the know. Metacritic score. It's all right. You have to listen to the podcast one time. Uh, <laughs> he does. He's, he's, the, he's the only one. I am. So anyway, if I gave it a letter grade, it'd be B minus to give it a zero to one hundred. Not according to the grading scale, but according to the Metacritic rating, I'm going to go with a sixty-eight. All right, mm. Cole. What about you? Uh, I'll also keep you tintillated and waiting for my real opinion later, but. My uh, kind of numerical value I associate with this movie is somewhat similar to Bryce, maybe a little bit higher. I gave it a 73%. Wow. Okay. Dave, what about you? This was your film. Tell yeah. us why you picked it before you give us your rating. Well, I am currently an educator 
as some would say. And what is that? Why don't you use the real word? What's a teacher. That? Okay. Well, I was a teacher, and now I'm a, a, at a higher ed. And the only reason I joined education was because of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Seems like a bad reason to Well, I thought it, first I would get into the educational side, and then I would start doing archaeological finds. Archaeological? Archaeological. How about pronouncing <laughs> the words first? And making huge discoveries. Um, but I'm still, you know, easing into that part. Okay. I dig mm-hmm. a lot of the beach. Um, but Indiana Jones is my favorite. The original three are my favorite trilogy of all trilogies. Don't. Wow. And so... That what? is strong. I know. Over Fact. Star Hot Wars? Take. Star Wars. Over the Star Wars. That's not yeah. true. Same guy. And when I was perusing on the this Netflix one night, I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and I was like, I got to give this another go. And so I'm actually nestled in warmly right between you two guys. When I saw this back in 2008, it was right in high school. Movies were like really big explosions. Transformers just came out, and it was super dope. And after rewatching this, I think I put my, my number right at a 71. So, out of 100, yeah. and I think, since math doesn't matter, a B. <laughs> kind of similar. I uh, actually thought it was worse than what it is. When I, I remember seeing it as a kid, and uh, I think it was a sophomore in high school, and leaving the theater, enjoying it, but as, it, as years went on, I don't think it aged well. And some things about the film bothered me more than I thought they would. Um, so, watching it this time, I thought, like Bryce said, I thought it was a fine film. Um, I thought Harrison Ford was actually really good in it. Yeah. He did a lot more than I expected him to do, having just seen him in Force Awakens, uh, an older actor reprising an old role. Um, he didn't really phone it in. So I'd give it a 61%. The Metacritic score, if you would like a drum roll, here it is. Only you do the drum roll. 65%. So wow, okay. Bryce is closest to the pin, son of a Bless bitch. Up. I found out that last week wasn't my first time. Uh, Daredevil, I was also Daredevil closest was. to the pen. He was. He usually of course, was. it wasn't your first Hang time. Hang on, you were close to nice. the pen in Daredevil, you. but you were still far away because it was a shit. We were all movie, really far and off. And you said 70, and it was 44. Anyway, you said pretty excited about it. We don't need to rehash Anyways, so. Go watch Daredevil. 65%. So that leads to the next question. After hearing the Metacritic score, and I think we're pretty much around there, do yeah. you guys think you're accurate, or would you say um, you were a little harsh or too forgiving? Dave, go ahead. I will. I think because it's such a important movie for just my childhood and I'm a huge fan of Indiana Jones, I'm probably a little bit higher because I, and I'll get to this point at later segments during our um, discussion. There was times where I was like, come on, I want this to wrap up or I knew what part was coming next. I had seen it before and I was like, I just want this to happen now. Yeah. And so giving, I think a 71 is me boosting up indie a little bit when it's probably as i was watching it i was literally thinking to myself okay i think it's going to be a 60 or i think it's going to be closer to a 50 no it's a 70 so that's you know yeah i don't know what i'm saying cool yeah. cool or bryce go ahead <laughs> the second half is better than the first half of the movie which is a good place to be as a movie because... wow i think the opposite yeah same oh. same with me well go i mean ahead. we all probably have some problems with the ending but in general from the time they get to uh south america is like the best part of the movie yeah. for me um, the first half of the movie in North America, it just it bounces around a lot. It goes to the classroom and then the diner and then he's meeting Mutt. And it's it, it, it's just going from place to place too quick to try to get us to South America. And then once we're in South America, it's like, all right, this is the movie yeah. now. Um, so, yeah. But I, I think we're all in the same place for the, for the same reason. Cole, do you want to add anything? Yeah, man, I think all my right, rating is Thanks. not... You're yeah, my answer. rating is uh, un, unwavered by the Metacritic score. I think... You know, maybe we'll get more into this kind of later at some point, but 
I also would probably be somebody in a little bit of a different place with the Indiana Jones franchise in that I've seen all of the movies within the last year without seeing them prior at any point. Wow. Um, and so I've always like known about Indiana Jones. I've just never ever watched his movies. What a dude bag. Um, and so there was a lot of like truly uh, maybe a little bit like bursting bubble and like kind of meeting your heroes aspect of seeing those movies in all of their, like all four of them. Yeah. Uh, where some of them I think are really bad. Really bad. Sorry, Dave. Do you um, think this one's the worst? I think this is the second best movie in the franchise. What? Oh my God. What is wrong with This you? is a guy that also thought Daredevil was an Oscar winning movie. I was there. I didn't say Oscar winning. Uh, I think it's the did. second best movie in, in, in their franchise. After wow. Raiders? I think Raiders is the best one. That's true. It That's is. A, it goes Raiders, then Crystal Skull. Oh, what? Uh, then it goes um, Last Crusade. The Last, Last Crusade, Crusade, and then Temple way in a not even in the se- not even the franchise is is oh. Temple of Doom. It's Hot take: I think Temple of Doom might be my favorite one. Let's not digress too much because that would be an awesome one to do at a later time. So, but um, all right. Well, having said that egregious comment, thank you, Cole. We probably lost some listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, well, just not that I'm trying to like backpedal by any means, but I think further understanding why I'm saying this is I think the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it borrows from my best tropes and favorite aspects of things that I like from previous Indiana Jones movies, and then it abandons the things that I really don't like, like young Chinese sidekicks. And weird, weird racism. Yeah, not, yeah. Not not, not, I have no problem with the Chinese sidekick. I have a problem with it being like overtly racist. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, not great. So not a great didn't one. age well. Um, all right. So this kind of goes into the next, um, the next category here, um, and it, which is, were you upset with the Crystal Skull? Mm-hmm. How it turned out. So to elaborate for the listeners, um, when this came out, there was a general consensus in the movie going population that. People don't like the sci-fi element to the wrap-up of the movie. They essentially are encountering these crystal skulls, which turn out to be the skulls of an alien race. And they uh, are ex- ex- interdimensional, inter- beings, interdimensional beings. Interdimensional beings. Which sold Spielberg on the film. They, they are aliens. And um, it people didn't like There's a flying saucer at the end, and they thought, this is not Indiana Jones. Um, it, they thought it was way off base, way off genre. Bryce, what do you think? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to rant for just a second. All right, um, rant. So, Do you want to so, beat? No, not rap. Oh. Rant. Um, so <laughs> here's my thing. I remember seeing the movie in 2008 in theaters when it came out. I saw it. Did you uh, have a snack with you? Uh, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I saw it. I saw the movie in 2008. I liked the movie in 2008. And then I talked to people and they're like, hated it. It wasn't an Indiana Jones movie. Which gets into, and this is why I said I'm going to rant gets into my larger problem with the modern movie-going audience is they idealize old movies as if they were these perfect, untouchable works of art. A.K.A. Star Wars. Star Wars is another example. Yeah. The Indiana Jones trilogy, also an example. Because, like Cole mentioned, he just recently, with modern eyes and a modern head and no nostalgia, watched the first three Indiana Jones movie, and he was like... An, an uneven yeah. franchise, basically. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's what Star Wars is. People think of these old movies from the 70s and 80s that they loved with rose-colored glasses, and no movie will ever touch them for any reason whatsoever. And I think that's, like, I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, that's like yeah. all the other Indiana Jones movies I I've agree. seen. Who do you know had a comment like that similar to that with the current Spider-Man movie? 
you. I said it didn't feel like it wasn't a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I liked it a lot, don't get me wrong, but didn't feel like the old ones. And in general, people like have this idea of those movies were perfect and these are just above average movies and they're a disgrace yeah. to the franchise. But like you watch the old Star Wars movies, you watch old Indiana Jones, yeah. you watch any old movie, and they're not perfect. There's a reason they weren't Oscar contenders when they came out. Because yeah. they were very popular amongst a certain sect of people. And back then, those movies were like nerdy movies that nerdy people went to. And now, nerddom has kind of <laughs> gone mainstream. And so, anyway, it's very frustrating to me to talk about old Indiana Jones when they talk about Temple of the Doom. Like it, Just the Temple, Temple of, of Doom. Yeah, sorry. Temple <laughs> of the Doom! <laughs> when they talk about it, like it's this untouchable like work like of art. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's a weird movie. Temple now, of Doom is hard to watch. All of that oh. to say... Hang on. You... The Aliens is a weird twist to this movie. And it's yes. really not a twist. It's it's telegraphed that it's Aliens right. from the beginning of the movie. Yes. It's not a twist at all. In the opening scene, yes. they're cutting open a an husk of an alien. mummy yeah. of an alien, which I don't remember. Yep. And I remember, was I shocked when yeah. I first watched this? Sure. I was like, there's no way. But I don't think the alien works well. It, it was a choice by uh, Steven Spielberg yeah. to try and make it more sci-fi than the other ones. And apparently audiences are okay with the... <laughs> Ark of the Covenant or the Holy right. Grail and the Holy Spirit of God coming down and decapitating and melting people. Right. But Aliens is a bridge too far. But also, I kind of feel that, which uh, I don't know if that backtracks on my rant too far. And you can tell that they feel that too because like you guys just pointed out, they're like, they're not aliens. They're interdimensional beings. He had and to sell that to... I was making a joke because the, the actor says that. He goes, well, and then at the interdimensional end, beings, perhaps. In the end of the movie, Indy goes, were they going to space? And he, John Hurt goes... No, the space between space. And you're like, all right, get out of here. Like, whatever. Well, the story shut, is because... Shut, shut the fuck up. Spielberg Spielberg. And then Jordan Peele e. said this has been the Twilight Zone. Yeah, right. He so, did E.T. and he did um, Encounters of the Third Kind. And yeah. he said he would not join for another Alien movie. And right. so Spielberg call, uh, or Lucas calls him later and says, got an idea. Interdimensional. So, so all that to say... To sum up... I don't... That was my criticism of the movie in 2008. It's my criticism of the movie now that Aliens... Interdimensional beings feels a bit too far okay. from the movie, but I don't think it quote ruins the movie like some people say. I just think it does make the the ending unsatisfying. Gotcha. Yeah, I think my my opinion is in a similar category as Bryce is that I 100% believe people who grew up with Indiana Jones see it as untouchable and almost nostalgia, and it's kind of locked away in the part of their brain that's been preserved by adolescence and when they first had interactions with it. And so, seeing it more recently as a completed, you know, set almost, I can, I feel like I can you pick might it apart. Best, yeah, nice pick it apart a little easier, maybe than on people other comparisons. And so, for me, I really don't have a problem with. So, I was not upset with how the ending played out. And again, maybe that's an unpopular opinion um, or a hot take, but I can believe just as easily that there's interdimensional beings as I can that the Ark of Covenant melted Nazi faces yep. as much as I can believe that Indiana Jones convokes or invokes the power of Kali to make an idol get hot and burn the hand of his opponent like they've they've towed the line with like ritualistic powers I don't see why interdimensional yeah. powers makes people upset yeah Dave I agree, I'm not gonna harp on it because you guys said it perfectly I think and it's going to get to our later points of like if there's something you could change, and maybe I'll save. Don't it predict that. our later points, all right? That's my job. Okay. Um, can I get into that? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? You know, is there one thing you could change? Is that where we're supposed uh, to let's, be? We'll touch that later. We'll touch that okay. later. Well, I'll save it for that. But but my, I wasn't 
Watching it again, I was not extremely thrilled with how it ended, but Cole, you hit the nail on the head for me. They've done kind of strange things before. I mean, the there was a, a, a knight from the Holy Grail that was 700 plus years old just waiting there. And so... Still guarding it. Still guarding. And so... Oh, yeah, he's living, right? He's living. And I just, watched, I just watched that one with my wife. And, and she was she hated it. <laughs> like she Not hated it, but there was parts where she was like, are you kidding me? We're watching this? And I, I feel like that campiness, they did a, We'll get to it. So. I mean, Indiana Jones is a bit silly and a bit absurd. Right. Every yeah. single movie. So oh. it's, yeah. it's okay that so the aliens, always okay with the aliens are a little bit silly and a little bit so absurd. So, I... Going home. Yeah, I was, at first, I had kind of similar to Won't Be the Dead Horse. Um, wasn't as big of a deal now. I think the flying saucer scene was a little too much for me. Um, I'll tell you the actual Crystal Skull myth, which I think they should have done because it would have made it so much better. The film was based on the legend that the ancient Mayans possessed crystal skulls, which must be lined up or piled in a pyramid on or before the 21st of December 2012, and I know this is set in the 50s, but which is the last day of the Mayan calendar, or otherwise the globe would fly off its axis. Or as Michael Scott would say, it's X-X-X-X. There's a lot of uh, others. And Mayans still worship that they're, and they're real-life skull hunters. So I think, having, having heard that, I'm surprised they just didn't go in the direction of we have to collect these ancient skulls and align them because the Mayans think the world is going to be doomed kind of thing. I think it kind of got away with from them. So it kind of assumes that the viewer already knows the myth of the Chris or the legend of Chris. I had never heard about it. And I think yeah, it's a lesser known legend or lesser known myth amongst modern movie go audiences than like the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. Do they look right? Do you guys know? Because I guess yeah, they, they look they they look similar. I have a fun fact about that for later on, but yes. Same for the tidbits. Tazel, I can't wait for these Tibbly tibs. I've been Tibbly tibs. Oh, I like that abbreviated version of it. And, All right. Uh, yeah. So, but I think, but there's so many other variations of that crystal skull stories. But they even make reference to it. Indy says, "I saw one of those skulls in the in the National Natural History Museum in in, in England, and that's really where one of them was kept." that they proved was created by tools. So there are some elements of truth to it. And the 13 aliens at the end, there's other myths that they say that those 13 beings, the Chris, there's 13 crystal skulls in the in the world. And when they're aligned, they could bring some supernatural power. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that leads in the next one. Um, discover- one last thing real quick. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Is I'm also fine with the flying saucer thing okay. because it does give Indy a chance to say that line where he goes, oh, and then... The water washes in like they were never here, like they leave no footprint. That was cool. Ox says that, but yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. So he says that. And so I think it's a cool little, like, um, you know, tantalizing thought for people to say, okay, are the other wonders of the world just previous alien or interdimensional beings leaving that place? Yeah. Speaking of quotes, um, Indy says in the movie, I got a bad feeling about this. I'm like, why? Why did they put that in? I didn't buy I didn't Indiana Jones is campy. They say lines yeah. like that, yeah. that's Han Solo. Can I no, share my favorite that's every movie? That's that's a Star Indiana Wars. Jones. That's a Star Wars quote. Is it in all the other Indiana Jones movies? Not that specific line, but campy lines like that are in yeah. every no, movie. No, but but that specific line is from Star Wars. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Going back to the next category, it's uh, discovering the whatchamacallit. What item or treasure would you think they might discover in the hotly anticipated fifth Indiana Jones starring Harrison Ford who will be like 80. Um, <laughs> he was what, 64 in this one. Yeah. yeah. What, what are some uh, Here's some I'll take the first things. stab. Alright, go ahead. Um, so I think, you know, like Bryce said um, a lot of the Indiana Jones movies are around a myth that is at least somewhat familiar in common understanding of myths. So things like the Ark of the Covenant 
uh, and the Holy Grail. So I'd love for them to do more of those styled things. Uh, so this one had uh, Akator in it, which is El Dorado. That's yeah. the city they go to. So they do like, there's a tiny touch to that. I feel like that could have been the whole thing yeah. anyway. It could have just been El Dorado. Yep. Um, but I wonder if there's other things they could go to. And so my choice would, that I would be excited about uh, would be something like King Midas, like Greek mythology, guy who touches things that become gold, and they find out it's like actually you know, a pair of gloves he wore, that it was some kind of alchemy happening or oh, something. Cool. Like I think that could be a yeah. cool yeah. what if. Yeah. What, what do you think, Dave? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I kind of want different parts of the world to be seen, and I think they've... I thought Egypt would be a real cool place to visit, even though it's got like that mummy vibe already, and the first one is kind of in that area. But uh, the Book of Toth is, I was just kind of Googling and searching some things, and the Book of Toth was an agent book. I think it's Thoth. Thoth? Excuse yeah. me. Thoth. So I don't know like that for J. sure. Like Yogging? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that gives thoughts. mystic like thoughts, powers. Like yeah. over there? Yeah, exactly. No. I, she <laughs> They're thought. pretty woke back in ancient <laughs> she times. She thought. Yeah. Those Egyptian thoughts were the craziest. Um, <laughs> we can cut all this out. But it's a, <laughs> no. it's a book that claimed powers to them, so I think that would be a, a, something they'd be after. And whether it's like... I think you, you can't go back. If they're going to, it's Indy when he's like 99 years old, maybe Nazis resurfacing or, well, I don't know. I don't yeah, I think Egypt would be a cool setting. That's it, yeah. Or um, Norway, the Hammer of Thor. <laughs> yeah. Or there's lots of like different Viking legends they could explore too. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, but my answer was actually, uh, I think it would be fun to set it in Asia. I think they'd have the opportunity to right a lot of the wrongs of um, Temple of Doom, although Dave thinks there's nothing wrong with that movie. That um but, uh, so in Tibetan mythology, I don't know if mythology is the correct word, but there's this mythical city, obviously it's a very mountainous region of the world near Tibet. Tibet. Uh, about a city called, sometimes it's called Shangri-La or sometimes it's oh, called yeah. Shambhala. Yeah. Um, and so like, it's basically, for us nerds, it's like Kunlun for the Iron Fist, but it's basically this city of <laughs> peace and relaxation and... Um, Vegas. <laughs> Nothing like Vegas. <laughs> Not Vegas. Uh, and it's Vegas, supposed to be baby. set high into the mountains, and I think that would be a cool uh, setting, and I think that could be a cool story. Yeah. Um, ooh, I'd be like interested it. to see I that. I like that well, one. I had, Shangri-La. Um, I had it set in America, and I think he has run-ins with the mafia, and uh, what are you looking for, baby? I got nothing for you. And he says Gardetos. Oh, Gardetos. No, I think uh, <laughs> I had something with King Tut's tomb. I know it's so oh, famous, cool. and... Something to do with King Tut's tomb, or the Knights of the Round Table. Something to well, do. Well, that's with... kind of what the Holy Grail was. Well, um, or Atlantis. Would he meet the Transformers while they were there? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, guys. So moving on to the next category. Um, after we spent four years on that one, what worked for you in this film? What was a success, Bryce? What did you think was a success? So this might be an unpopular opinion. Is well, don't say it. But for <laughs> I'm me. Telling you. I am 100% about everything Kate Blanchett is doing in this film. Uh, tracing back to my childhood, I've had a confusing relationship with Kate Blanchett because uh, whoa. Uh, I don't know her personally, but in Lord of the Rings was like the first time I saw her. She is the Terrifying. queen of the Alps. Yeah. And it's a very confusing scene for me as a, a young boy because I'm like, wow, that's a very attractive actress slash elf. And then she does the terrifying <laughs> thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Uh, and so I don't think I saw her again until Crystal Skull. And I was like, what is going on with this woman? I'm so confusingly attracted to her, even though she's a villain in every <laughs> yeah. movie. Or a villain in Reference Jay's. Lola Bunny. So Bunny I, think, girl. I think that might be part of the reason why oh, I like Ocean 8 so much is she's not goodness. a villain. Um, but anyway, Kate Blanchett is great yeah. in this movie. Super weird, 
doing lots of cool stuff, lots of weird stuff. The sword fighting is an interesting choice. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm super into it. Yeah. You know, I bet um, when Indy makes fun to, of her wubu use. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> she, she From your like, wubu use. To me, she's an actress that doesn't ever age, but she always looks the same age. Like she's 50 now. I think she looked. She's fifty. Yeah, she looked the she same. She looks great. Then. This is the Kate Blanchett appreciation hour now, and we're yeah. just going to talk about. She her. Okay, we're proud of you. <laughs> Nick Cage, Vin Diesel. All right, That's right, Cole. What did you think? What was a success for you? Um, so this is kind of funny too. Again, with me seeing the movies in more recent time, is this specific movie also kind of exists in this weird time warp in my brain because it's from two thousand eight which is a long time ago now. It's 11 years ago. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was 2008, like, when I went to go watching it. I was like, oh, it must have came out, like, a couple years ago. Like, I remember I remember it coming out. I never saw it. So it's kind of funny to be reminded, no, that was 11 years ago. Um, but one of the things I thought worked really well, and this is not an unpopular opinion, is, but I was somewhat surprised by it, is Harrison Ford is still incredible in this movie. Yeah. Um, which is great because the movie is about him, so it's a good thing that he's good at being Indiana Jones still. Um, so he was awesome. I love... Uh, I love especially the little like shift they do when uh, he doesn't know at first that Shia LaBeouf's character is his son, and he's like, you know, what do you do for a living? He's like, oh, I fix motorcycles from time to time. He's like, do why you got a problem love. with that? He's like, no, man, as long as that's what you love doing, do it. And then like a moment later, he finds out that he's his son. He's like, you're going to school. Yeah, he's like yelling at his mom, like, why didn't you put him through school all the way? Like, <laughs> it's, it's really funny to watch him go from like just uh, a mentor maybe in his life to like now he's a really concerned yeah. parent. So that was really funny. So I loved Indiana Jones. I thought it was he worked really, really right, well. Ford. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback off that. Um, 64 years old, insane shape for a 64 year old guy. Spent two hours in the gym a day. High protein diet. I read. Did his own stunts. Wanted to do his own. Stunts. I even read he didn't. He, he had the same measurements from his previous movie. They didn't have to change his. They didn't have to change his outfit. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. I read that too. He yeah. never changed clothes from all those years. He, they, they, didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even smell bad. Well, it's pretty remarkable because my memory of Harrison Ford and I do love Harrison Ford. He's one of my favorite actors. Do you have a weird crush like Kate Blanchett? Uh, I do. I do. But of the past like two decades of Harrison Ford is like basically he's just been cash and checks since the 90s and like yeah. oh you, we made 30 you mil off this plus you want me shares. to be in a movie he's like i don't really want to act anymore oh how much money okay yeah i'll do yeah. your movie mm -hmm. uh and so it seems like a lot of his roles he's kind of sort of mailing it in but Fred i was like Barf. surprised to be like oh man like he's he's committed yeah. to this yeah. to this yeah, film he lo i mean he i like when they mix indie. the sex with the violence i like it <laughs> <laughs> Dave, what worked for you in this movie? The same thing. I mean, Harrison Ford. So yeah, I mean, Daddy of them all, Harrison Daddy. His sixty four doing his own stunts. The the movie to me it felt very similar. Um, they studied the the cinematographer from the first three films. They actually the film crew studied his film to make it feel reminiscent of the original. Now of course they added their two thousand eight spin to things, and it's around the same time as the prequels coming out. So Lucas was obviously gonna put the prequel spin from Star Wars into it. Um, but I just felt like it was pretty close. They felt, it felt like an Indiana Jones movie. Right. And I think, just real quick, honorable mention, and it's so good that like we just went through without even mentioning it, but Spielberg directing, John Williams doing music, you're gonna have a good movie. Yeah. And that's yeah. like all you need. Uh, and so there's some shots in there where I'm like, man, Spielberg is Feeling it, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's really good. And J Dubs is right there with him. We yeah. don't have to linger on that too long, but um, he's good. There's so a lot of what, Mary's kid. What favorite quote of the whole movie? There's a lot of Mary's kid. Um, Just shaming his mother. You want the moon, Mary? That's my mother. <laughs> so but then he rescues her when he says, yeah, "Everyone had every one of the women other than you had the same problem." Great. Who are you? He gets they a great. He like goes, "She's just swooning." Oh, she's smiling at him, climbing up. 
Oh, another way. Um, you steal my heart, Harrison. He goes from like zero to a hundred real fast. That's my mom. Shia LaBeouf. You fucker. Okay. Do you know he slant when he says punch this guy? Right. Seconds after he punches him, he takes a glass off the bar and just shatters it on the guy's head. Mutt is ready in to movie. throw down. He went savage so fast. Mutt yeah. will kill a man. Um, yeah, I actually thought he worked fine. I thought, going back to what Bryce said earlier, the first half of the movie, I think they developed him really well. And then it was just kind of like they forgot he was there. He had some cool action pieces, didn't really talk much. They kind of sort of wanted to pass the franchise on to him, but they weren't sure. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. they, like, the they kind of like, oh, yeah. are we going to do it? Which is good because he went crazy. He did. That's not true. He's still doing good work. Not he's doing he is great. doing good work, but there was a time where he wanted to retire. And well, I'd retire as, we, as we kind of transition even into the next section, I think. Yeah, what didn't work? Is I have a section of kind of worked. Okay. As we transition into what didn't work. Yeah. So here's my thing, and this is I think just a trope of all of Hollywood is that they are still unsure about if a punch knocks somebody out or a hundred <laughs> punches knock somebody out, <laughs> and if a grenade explodes a whole house or just the the desk that you were hiding behind. <laughs> That's the movies of um, the time. And so, one of the things that kind of works to me, so there's a, he has this ongoing fight with this large Russian, uh, and it, in the end, he ends up winning while fighting around these ants, and it's just this bloodbath of a slug out fight. Like, literally, they're just going blow for blow. Concussion. Face punches. Both ways. <laughs> the Russian guy picks him up by his ear at one point, yeah. and like, punches him again. But one of the things I was loving still in that moment is that was such a little tribute to Raiders of the Lost Ark when yep. he has the same fight scene with a large Russian around a plane and then he puts him into the propellers. Oh, yeah. This time he puts him into ants that eat the man alive. So I, I think it kind of works, the combat in it, I would say, because there's just times where Harrison walks up to somebody, one punch, the person's done, and then he'll fight somebody for like eight scenes. And <laughs> yeah. it's like... Yeah, it's it's kind of, you're not. That's kind of a fun thing about all the Indiana Jones movies that we don't really have anymore is like... He's not a superhero. Yeah. Like he's a guy who can like punch pretty good and is kind of <laughs> smart. And like that like that's what you see in the fight scenes. He never has a plan. No. He's always making it up as he goes along and so he gets captured a ton. But it's fun and it's yeah. like this is enjoyable. I like this. Yeah. You're a teacher part-time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what didn't work for you guys? What didn't work for you, Dave? And so, you know, the jump the shark, the nuke the fridge of our generation. When, when he was in the refrigerator and the nuke hits, it just, that scene specifically didn't work for me. Yeah, it doesn't really fit. And he, I mean, Indiana's done some crazy stuff, like yeah, that's jumping not... out of a plane in a raft and landing, and I mean... On a river. On a river. After thousands of feet, yeah. and then falling down a waterfall onto yeah, that... a, a slope. Right, but yeah, it so was this something is less about believable the, than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean the fridge was I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. This is definitely less believable than that. He just popped out of a nuclear fridge, of a nuclear explosion. And the just fridge like, didn't incinerate. I just argued that they're both impossible. They're both Indiana Jones. I know. I guess part of it was just the CG. Maybe it was because it was too CGI. I thought that felt less Indiana Jones than a boat going over the water, which I agree is ridiculous. But but to get to the water, it had to fall into a it's mountain more realistic. out of a plane. People have jumped off Niagara Falls and lived. It's that happened. I'm just once. saying. That no, happened. it just happened no, recently. Just happened recently. Actually. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Guy's name? Harrison Ford. Harrison? Nope. <laughs> I was thinking Indiana Jones' actual name. Henry Ford Henry, Jr. Henry Jones nope. Jr. Henry Jones. Jones. Henry Ford. Uh, Henry Jones. No, I agree. I mean, I watched that scene as well and thought, this is impossible. He would still have died. But, or is it possible? But they gave the, you know, the little <laughs> tribute to uh, the lead-lined fridge. So that's why Ridiculous. it's saying he survived. Um, for me, what didn't work... Um, 
Dave made a they made a point. They tried to make it feel old, right? And they did a pretty good job. At times, to me, I thought they were trying too hard, and it felt inauthentic, unauthentic. In on and what do you get it? It didn't feel authentic to me. It wasn't genuine. They were trying. You can hear like in the beginning, the first punch he throws, you hear the like the big punch noise, and then later on, they go back and forth with it, which I I kept an ear out for. Um, the way it's shot feels very old. But then other times you get the 2008 cinematography, um, so it was a little wishy-washy for me. Um, and then also, I never thought I would complain about this ever, but some of the action set pieces were too long. To me, they just went on and on and on, um, and I was actually wanting them to end so that I could get to a deeper part of the mo movie. Let me ask you this though: Did you recently watch the original three? No. So if you watch the original three. It's, well, there's no difference. Like there's scenes that are just as long. Yeah, and that's fair. But taking this movie, taking this movie as its own, because that's what our job here is. We try not yeah. to influence too much. I think the action set pieces were almost exhausting to the point where I mean they were longer than John Wick action scenes, and that movie's about action. How dare you? I love John Wick. Okay. I'm saying worried. they're so effective and concise. They keep the story moving so well. In this one, it was just like. Like, you referenced that he's fighting the guy. It's like, okay, you just took 1,400 punches. Yeah. Or Everybody the, has a concussion. When the, the skull's going back and forth in the car chase scene, it's like, okay, come on. Who is going to get it? It is quite long. I think yeah. you're right. Um, um, so that's what didn't work for me. For me, uh, and this is, I don't know if this is too nitpicky, but um, one of the things is that is a little bit confusing, as like a lot of us were modern moviegoers when it came out and hadn't seen the original trilogy in quite some time. And so a lot of the ties to the original trilogy make the movie a bit confusing. Um, so like tying back in Marion from the first one is very cool and tying in Mutt is cool because Shia does a good job. But, like we're friends, Shia. Uh, <laughs> um, Shy man. But it also makes it so that now I'm like watching every character. I'm like, should I know that guy? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So with... Um, John Hurt's character Ox, like the whole time, I'm like, is has he been in other movies? I don't yes, think no, he, he. I don't think he was. And he's not referenced. But like that, you want to be like the way they talk about him. It's like he's been around before, right? Right. Uh, Mac. I uh, hate Mac. Is uh, not in any of the other movies as well. And you're like, is he like the guy that's his friend and Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh, I thought Ark? he was in the third one. Is he not in the he's third not. one? No, he's okay. not in any. And so it, it makes it a bit disorienting to like incorporate some, but not all of the little characters. Just for like a person, you know, this movie is 20 years since the previous one had come out. And you're like, uh, am I supposed to know who that is? And so I think that it's kind of, it's uneven. Is there a timeline issue? Cause the, the Probably. Th the third care. one ends in the what? Is it still the 40s? Well, here's the thing. In my research of the, of the, of the uh, franchise is uh, Temple of Doom is actually set it's a before. Prequel. Yeah, prequel. Yeah. It's yeah. a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark, but which I never knew. He's, yeah. he's 20 how many years after the third? 20? Yeah, but it's set in the fifties, so it's, it, it, it's like it's not that big of a gap if it's a, if okay. it's a gap at all. I think it's fifty five, nineteen fifty five. For me, yeah. And the yeah. third one was what? Maybe in the forty two. It was like before the. It war, was before World before War Two really okay. got going because you know they they talk about how Indy in, became part of the war effort and was a hero. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and I don't care about that. Like I, I'm not gonna do the math on like oh it's only been this many years. Like it doesn't really matter. Right. Um, For me, uh, in the didn't work category. Um, not that I think this now sets like my rating in the movie higher, but there wasn't much in the movie that I didn't think like didn't work. I thought all of it was fine. Like there wasn't much I was like looking at like oh my gosh that was a terrible decision there. If I'm getting nitpicky, uh, what I would say is um, the way that they approach the magnetism in the movie can get really really weird. So 
part of it in the very beginning of the movie, they find this crystal or they find the sarcophagus because it's highly magnetized and he throws uh, gunpowder up in the air and they follow the trail, whatever. So they get to this thing that's so magnetized that even when they open it up, like soldiers' belts are being pulled towards it, mm -hmm. their guns are being sucked towards it. But then in other times it has like no magnetism. Yeah. yeah. And so like even when they open the case, like the metal latches on it don't interact with it. Yeah. And then later in the movie when they're like holding the crystal skull that is magnetized as well, there's times where it either sticks to things or it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So that's nitpicky, but like that's the only one I'm like, okay, you gotta kinda fully commit to the magnetization if you're I, gonna do that. I had this a little bit later, but that was something that, uh, and it might just be because like Mr. Dave here, I'm a little bit of an academic myself. And right. I'm just watching it thinking, that's super not how magnets work. <laughs> and it like, it, it's like you said, like it would be a nitpick if it wasn't like that the main MacGuffin of the movie was supposed to have this weird magnetism. And they comment on it. Um, Mutt says, uh, or Indy says, crystals aren't magnetic, which is another nitpick, but we'll get there in a second. And Science! Mutt, Mutt says, weird. yeah, gold's not magnetic either, which is true. Gold's not magnetic. Under normal Where conditions. science? Um, <laughs> and it, like, it would be a nitpick if it wasn't supposed to be a characteristic of the MacGuffin of the movie that they're... It's MacGruber. I was just thinking that. <laughs> that they're MacGruber. characterizing unevenly of like, sometimes it's so magnetic it yanks her sword away and other times yanks it isn't magnetic off. at all. Like, one quick fix, guys. What's one thing you can change the movie? There's a couple examples on the outline there. Um... Not all right, that we I'll use outlines because it's all in our head, but make it short and sweet, Dave. I will. So, they didn't want to use many CGI bits I like that. to begin with, okay? And they ended up, they, I think I read there was like eight total like big set pieces of CGI, obviously, when he's Spider-Man swinging with the monkeys. Um, <laughs> if there's one big fix, mm, obviously, okay. and the ending, if they would have maybe just not included that certain pieces of the flying saucer... Or the aliens merging together as one. It, but if they did keep that, I wish it was just a practical effect. Because the campiness of like the faces melting and it looked like a dummy. And when in, in Raiders of the Lost, or the temple, the, the third one where... Last Crusade. Last Crusade, thank you. The bad guy just starts turning old. It looks not great, but like it's for that time period. And I love that. Uh, and it gets back to that point you're talking about, Cole. It's like you put these movies on a pedestal of the time period... Um, I just really wish they went fully embraced, but my one pip nitpick is like big scenes that still heavily relied on that CGI. Yeah. So you would just go more practical? More practical and maybe just, they talked about how that, that they wanted that jungle scene. They had to photoimpose a lot of it because they went out to the site and surveyed it and it just wasn't going to work for what they wanted. But I feel like if they could have worked within the confines of what they could do, it would have been yeah. a Better, yeah, you know, it looks yeah. pretty. I mean, Shia's getting looks... hit in the balls with like bushes. <laughs> yeah, while he's it looks pretty fake. I, I agree with Dave um, on this one as well. That like, while the CGI doesn't always look great, well, Spielberg's always kind of been a pioneer with CGI. Like going back to Jurassic Park, and so he's not afraid to try things with computer generated. It's Jurassic Pork. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> and like one of the things that happens in Giant this movie. Pigs. Is that actually a lot of those CGI scenes because of the way they look? They actually look good. Yeah. But um, they're very unsatisfying narratively. Yeah. Um, so like the the flying saucer scene in the end that a lot of people don't like. Like it's actually a really cool scene. Like if you just took that still, you have Indy very small in the bottom left corner. You've got all like the destruction happening in front of him. How close is he then? Destruction, right? The boulders are flying inches from his face. But it, it looks, looks like... nice. But at the same time, you're like. 
that's it? Like, that's that's how this movie is going to end? Yeah. 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 That's it. And then the water comes in, and you're like, oh, I guess that's water. it. Water! And so, like, it looks good, but it doesn't feel satisfying to watch. So, kind of same. Um, Cole, what do you think? What, what's your... My fix? efficient fix, I'm going to go with two recasts. Hmm. Whoa. Go for if it. you um, say Harrison Ford, I will punch you in the nuts. Yeah, I would think... I think uh, maybe Chris Pine would make a better Harrison Ford. Get out of here. I do um, like Chris Pine. I do like Chris Pine. <laughs> make a better Harrison Ford, not even... <laughs> no, he's more Harrison than Harrison. Uh, no. So, here's the thing. I like Shia LaBeouf. I think he's a great actor. I like him in a lot of stuff he's in. I think part of his issue here is... If they're going to you know, tease the idea that he is now picking up the hat and becoming the next Indiana Jones, man, you have to kill it to fill the shoes that Indiana Jones has, has laid for you. So Size I seven. really can't buy Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones' son, and I especially can't buy him as like the greaser brawler, like that type. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would be a little bit harder of a Should have gotten Travolta. <laughs> He'd be Come a little on, bit harder of a sell age-wise, but my mind went to Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy would make a really strong choice as that role. That's everyone's choice for everything. Is it? Yeah, people yeah. love him. I mean, he's a great Venom, actor. Wolverine. Okay. I Indiana mean, Jones. <laughs> I don't know why that makes it like wrong to say... No, it's not wrong at all. I, it's funny you said that. Because well, Tom would Hardy fit. would reject it because he can't use a weird accent. <laughs> he fits like every... But my only counterpoint to Tom Hardy is that he is a little... He would probably have to lose a little bit of weight. He's, he's, he's too... So too muscular. He's too, he's too masculine to be Indiana Jones because Indiana Jones is not like somebody who's just going to... You know, beat everybody up My so easily. Was Indiana Jones. Tom Hardy, get out of here with your big muscles and your objective <laughs> handsomeness. I was born in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> the rest of I was born in the Temple to be Bane boy. Uh, <laughs> Temple of the Doom. But then. Uh, <laughs> My uh, shot against Bryce here is I didn't love Kate in this movie. How? Uh, I'm so upset. <laughs> but yeah. I think a little bit of throwback to our Daredevil episode. Oh, no. I have trouble buying Kate Blanchett as a Ukrainian. Um, or Soviet, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Who did you have trouble with? From the Ukraine. Who was it? Okay, to be fair. In Daredevil. Yes, no, he's saying, I, I didn't buy Electra as a. Oh, yeah, or no. I didn't buy Jennifer Garner as Electra. <laughs> to be fair, yes, you are right. She's Australian, and she does at times slip out of the Russian accent a and go bit. into a Ukraine or a Australian accent. You're like, oh yeah, she's Australian. You can tell. Oh, I mean, it, this is like obviously there are Russians with blue eyes, but part of it is literally just her piercing blue eyes. I'm like, Russians, like 70 percent of Russians have brown eyes. Did she have blue eyes in the movie? Yeah, I don't know. she does. I mean, but again, so here's my recast. Wrong. Huh? No, just kidding. <laughs> Here's my recast. I, I think love somebody so with a many more eyes. Ukrainian look uh, would be Mila Kunis. Mila Jovovich from the Resident, Resident Evil. Evil franchise. Slash Resident Evil. Um, she's definitely okay. a strong action oriented actress uh, who could have done that. All and right. is Ukrainian herself. I don't like her. Going yeah. around with the, the recast, I think they should just. Redo the Indiana Jones movies with um, Alden Ehrenreich. <laughs> I was gonna say that his whole career should just be redoing all Harrison Ford's movies. <laughs> He's got a real nice career going. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. Um, all of them. My quick fix would be, and this is gonna sound so snobby, but that's who I am. More character building with Indy and his son. I actually thought I like Shia LaBeouf yeah. as an actor. You know what people love about adventure action is just sitting and talking. <laughs> I know, but maybe this is just me romanticizing the old ones, but I felt like there was more story building, whereas I thought this one it started off strong, and then once it got to the action adventure, it did not stop. I mm. would like a little bit more of the relationship that he had with Marion. 
I mean, I love the relationship in the Raiders. Oh, speaking of crushes, oh, I loved her in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, baby. You, want, you want more monkey brain scenes? I just want more. Like, I don't know. I want a little more backstory so that I cared about the other characters a little bit more. Mm. Um, I loved, you know, I care about Indy, but uh, I think that's. I kinda, think Chris Pine, though, I would have cared a bit more for him. I think so. that's kind of relevant when the Matt character lets go of the whip. Because when he does, you're like, yeah, Indy, let this guy go. Yeah, he's he sucks. <laughs> like, why did you come back for him? I'm, like, genuinely okay. surprised yeah. that he keeps trying to rescue him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, come on, Mac. He's like, leave him, dude. It he's was like, so unlikable from the beginning. It was almost like, like a little yeah. kid writing the script. Oh, I'm a double agent. I'm a double, double agent. What are you, a triple agent? <laughs> no, I was just an agent. Tomorrow, <laughs> your piece of, like, uh, the good, like, that, that personal character right? feel oh. was the dad scene. The, first off... Uh, Professor Slughorn does not get enough play in this movie. The dude <laughs> is just dumb. He's the dean of the college. Oh, that's where I've seen him. Yeah, Char- yeah. Um, dean Charles, whatever. Yeah, he, he was, was great. And he was like the, re- you know, the replace of, um, what's his name that passed away? Yeah. So. Who? The old dean. The older guy. Uh, the actor's name was Denim Elliott. Yeah. yeah he played yeah. Marcus Brody. Marcus Brody, thank you. But I like the little scene in the house where... The dean is there with Indy, and they're just looking at the picture of Sean McConnery and Sean McConnery. Sean McConnery. McConnery. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sean McAvoy. Sean McAvoy. All right, all right, all right. Um, you don't know what I'm talking McConnery. about. Uh, yeah, he played in Mud. <laughs> That's your time out, Sean McConnery. <laughs> yeah, he was in Magic Mike. You know what I mean? That scene was very Dallas Buyers Club. Sean McConnery. <laughs> he was in Bond. All right. Um, all right. Take out the deal, guy. So one of our favorite um, sections, Tiddly Bits. Tidbits mm. is presented by Presario Computers. <laughs> if you don't have a Presario, it's because it's not 92 anymore. <laughs> but anyway, hey, Presario, the price is always, always right. Always right. Yes. That was their old jingle. So I couldn't find any out. facts because my computer doesn't have internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Fun internet research. You had to go to the local library, log in. Yeah. Like a 25 sure. cents a minute. Uh, cool. What are your, some of your tiddly bits? Why don't you share some fun internet research facts? So, sorry. Thank you that I get to go first because I might steal y'all. Uh, you know what, Bryce? Please why don't you don't. Go? One of the things we've uh, talked about a couple times that we've hinted at that I think is super cool. Chris Pine. Uh, is the tribute to the old movie. So, Spielberg genuinely, he also did not shoot this movie in digital. He shot it on film. So, to help it even more so look like the old movies. It's not shot in a digital format. Hey, man. And, Disposable uh, cameras are fun, but they are wasteful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so that was really cool. Another one that's kind of uh, hidden in the ether that I thought was really awesome is Dan Aykroyd Gene has Foster. his own brand of vodka that is set in a crystal skull. It's, it's in a glass skull. Huh. And there was an issue when the movie was being you know released or whatever in the process of it being made that legitimately it was going to be a copyright issue with making Christmas Coles in the movie. Wow. And so Dan Aykroyd and Steven Spielberg meet, and Steven's like, hey, we're going to have your vodka at the premiere. Is that all right? And then Dan Aykroyd's like, yeah, sure. sounds great. Wow. And then that's the end of it. Like They're like, yeah, sounds great. Uh, so they had a little meeting of the uh, local bosses. It's a bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah, that's kind of fun. That is a fun fact. You got to get up close and bada-bing! That is a tiddly bit. And then my last one uh, <laughs> is, uh, this is just a PSA for, oh, <laughs> for, I, for Public IM- display of affection? Yeah, for IMDB, <laughs> which is to stay away from the goofs section. So the goofs section is the literally goofs. the collection of people who are, well, actually type people. Yeah. 
So literally all it is, it's like people who look at a scene, they're like, oh, hey, that yellow hadn't been invented yet, but it's in that scene, so that was wrong. So right. goofy. So literally one of them that I, I pulled out just as an example, they did um actually. So the nuclear test scene, they said that, uh, hey, that uh, when it shows the kid mannequin up next to the slip and slide, yeah. that Whammo didn't invent the slip and slide until 1961, whereas this movie was set in 1957. Whammy! Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you got me there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ball busting. Wow. That's people that do that. Um, my balls so are busted. I am going to um actually a couple things for my tidbits. All right, do but it. But I feel like mine are a little bit more legit than that. And <coughs> so, again, this is just very tidbits, very nitpicky as a person who is into science and academics and that kind science. of stuff. Um, it just, there are things that as I'm watching the movie, it's jarring to me, but it doesn't make the movie worse. I just want to get that. Cause like, I don't like it when people post internet articles about like, man, doesn't this ruin the movie for you to find out that that's not how the science works. It's like, no, it's Indiana Jones. I don't care. But first thing I had was like, it's Cole a said, movie. You fucking go. <laughs> the first thing I had is like what Cole said. That's super not how magnets work. So we've established that just to get that out of the way. How do magnets That's work? a good title. Second of all, uh, that's not what a crystal is. A crystal is not a substance. A crystal is a shape of a substance. Anything can be crystal. Diamonds are crystal, but so Diamonds is salt. Wait, crystal's not a substance? No, it's a shape. Oh my god. <laughs> you put crystals on your french fries? Yes, there's all crystals. crystals. We're eating we can be rich. Yeah, Diamonds exactly. So that's another thing that they keep saying. It's, oh, it's made out of crystal. It's like, well, that's not really how that works either. Uh, and thirdly, and this has been talked about ad nauseum. In preschool. Cool. <laughs> thought she was being my wife. Her last name was I Brown. smoked pot with Johnny Crystal. <laughs> no, you didn't. And Sloan Ketterly. Kettering. We were eating that crystal every day. <laughs> All right. This has been talked about to, to the point of nausea, but... That's definitely not how archaeology works. And, like, I know it doesn't matter because he's not, that's not how archaeology works, whatever, whatever. But, like, it's very jarring to see Indiana Jones, world renowned archaeologist, come into a tomb and just cut the mummies open. And you're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? That's not how that works. I start breaking shit when I get here. Yeah. Or, like, oh, hey, this, what are you doing? This hidden city I found. Oh, we're gonna break parts of it. <laughs> it's like that's not what you do. You want to be a good archaeologist, you need to get out of the library. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's anyway, actually his crisp fine being here is important. Uh, that's just me being too nitpicky. My other tidbit is um, the PG thirteen rating was basically created for Temple of Doom or in response to Temple of Doom because, oh, really? like Cole mentioned, it's so gory, but it only has a PG rating, which seems remarkable in hindsight. A lot of Spielberg movies like that, like uh, Jaws is only PG, and a child is devoured in the first 30 minutes of the movie. So anyway, this is only the second Indiana Jones movie to receive a PG-13 rating in response to Temple of Doom. And Jaws because they didn't have PG-13 yet. But that was also Spielberg. You know what else they didn't have in Jaws? Cell phones, internet. Doritos. Um, Just things like that. To jump way back in time to Cole's original point where... um, Dan Aykroyd was going to sue the director of the Institute of Archaeology of Belize. They sued Lucasfilm, Disney, and Paramount on behalf of the country for the likeness of the crystal skull. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know a country owned the likeness of the skull. I didn't know that either, but apparently you can do that. I know you can do that, but wow. Especially because it was shot in Hawaii. I know you can do that because lawyer. Part of it. Um, My tiddly bits are... um, I wasn't done with mine. um, Spielberg was so secretive with the script... He wanted to leak. Um, one of the actors wanted to read it beforehand. He John Hurt, who played John Hurt. Yeah, yeah, he flew it to UK and then flew it back to London. Um, it actually got leaked by one of these um, Russian extras. 
that he found out and he edited him out of the movie. Out of spite. Wow. Um, yeah. Delicious. Also, 2004. Steve play. George Steve Lucas play. scrapped the fourth movie idea in 2004 when it was pitched because it consisted of a plot where Indiana Jones works with his brother, who was going to be cast by... Indiana Bones? Kevin Costner. Why is the last name different? Kevin Costner, the actor. What do you guys think of that? Well, he was in Waterworld. Cole love loves Kevin. Kevin Costner. I, I love am Kevin. not a I Costner fan. Kevin, dog. It was going to be called Hunting with Wolves. Yeah, go watch Dance with Wolves and have it change your life. Pandora. So, Dave, did you say you had one more? Yeah. Um, well, you kind of got it already. Like, a lot of the actors just had to take it on the spot. Shia LaBeouf was such a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Took it on the spot, didn't care who he was going to play or what he was going to play. He just did it. Wow. So, That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. I actually liked his performance. Yeah. Oh, and also, the Ru- in Russia, the movie was not allowed to be shown. Because the, the... Russians being the villains? Yeah, Russians being the villains and... A, so they can't see any movie in America. It's interesting, because yeah. one of the languages translated is, is into Russian. Well, maybe when it was originally <laughs> premiered, is what I was reading. Yeah, My facts that. weren't clear. I was getting kind of tired. Well, other countries. Did you have a presario? <laughs> but also, just mad respect for Spielberg, so obviously he has earned it. But another tiny one is that he intentionally shot it all in America because he didn't want to be away from his family. And he just said, that's just like, I'm just going to do that. That's how I get to, I get to roll that way. Yeah. When you're Spielberg at this point, yeah, you, you just tell people where the movie's going. Oh, we're shooting it in Jacksonville. Is it but pronounced? It's, but it's in the mountains. Spielberg? Spielberg Spielberg. Spielberg. He also did not want to cast, originally Nazis um, were going to be part of the villains again. and, and uh, But he didn't want to do it after doing Schindler's List. He said it would be in bad taste. Well... He's also even before Schindler's List. Is Indiana Jones in Schindler's List? <laughs> He's the red balloon. Let's not make weird comments about Schindler's yes. List. <laughs> um, you were making out during Schindler's List? The first the first movie has uh, Nazis as the villains, and he like intentionally tried to stay away from Nazis as villains in the other movies. So that's why the second movie, Temple of Doom, is a prequel and set in Asia. Obviously, Last Crusade brings the Nazis back. But he, I think he wanted to get away. Like, he didn't want Nazis to be the bad guys in all of his movies. Yeah. Fair. All right, guys. So, second to last category here. If you had to sell the movie or recommend this movie, what scene would you show them? Why don't you start, uh, Cole? Uh, Brock Cole. Um, bra, my, my Brock Cole. So, for me, I would show... And I, and side note, I do agree that a lot of the action sequences are long. So, this is a long scene. But I would show the college campus chase scene. With Mud on the Motorcycle and Harrison on the back. Great scene. Uh, Andy on the bo- Indiana on the back. Um, Starting from the bar? I think I don't even have to include the bar. Because here, all I need is... One That's thing. what mom you're talking about! All I really need is a little bit on campus, and then through the library, and then the ending of it. You think that's a little campy? Because here's why. It it's, is campy. It's Get campy it? on purpose. Campus, campy. Oh, nice. It's campy on purpose, like all the Indiana Jones movies are. It has a very, not iconic, but a, a classic indie quote to... Let people know what Indiana Jones is about who maybe have no prior experience with another movie of his. When he says, hey, if you want to know how to be a good archaeologist, you got to get out of the library. That's like him describing his lifestyle to a T. Yeah. Uh, and then it also, in that scene, includes a tribute to people who are deep Indiana Jones lovers. Uh, because it has the Marcus Brody statue that ultimately, like, the head falls off and crashes into the car. Um, and, like, kill or not kills, but, like, you know, disrupts the Russian guys that have been chasing them. And Marcus Brody was 
Denholm Elliott, who had passed away. And so it's like for those people who have watched all of the movies, they're like, oh man, it's him. Oh, so see, cool I, didn't get, him. I didn't remember that. Yeah, the statue oh, yeah. says Marcus Brody Marcus on Brody. it. I, didn't, I wouldn't have known who that character was, I'm saying, because I yeah. haven't seen it in so long. It's a deep cut yeah. for deep, deep okay. NBA fans. He's a big fan. He's, he's, a deep he's cut big in the fans. first and the third yeah. film. That's the that's scene I'd show. And second, he's in um, cool. So, <laughs> yeah, similarly to Cole, uh, <coughs> it's a similar kind of scene, but it's the just everything after the ants start coming out. So you can even show the car crash that kind of opens the scene. And then, again, similarly to Cole, it's quite long. But if you like Indiana Jones, that's the scene that like feels like it could have been in, in every single Indiana Jones movie. The ants are a bit ridiculous, but it's cool. The crystal skull, the MacGuffin, is doing something magical that you don't fully understand. There's a lot going on. It's yeah. a really fun scene. If you don't like that scene, you will not like this An movie. amphibious vehicle launches onto a car, or onto a, onto a tree, and then into the water. Yeah, yeah. lanches? Like As one lanch? does. Yeah, lanch? Kate Lanchett. Like a lanch party? No, can't lanch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's her sister. <laughs> Can't lanch it. Why do the names keep changing last names? Because I am night. My name's Kite Lanchette. Um, She's Cole, a that's a great scene you picked. That was my second, though. Ooh. Yeah. The first scene of the movie with Indiana in Area 51 in that warehouse, which is also a deep cut. Um, and they show the Ark of the Covenant when yeah. the box breaks at yeah, the end. Yeah, that's cool. But that scene, the lighting is also just dark enough that there's scenes where you can't tell that Indiana Jones is 64 years old. Because he is a spry chicken. And he, he is says moving. he did his own stunts. You know, I mean, obviously you think he did. He did there. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he did most of everything. And it was, you know, it was a cable connected to him as well. It wasn't like he was. Oh yeah, literally using a bullet to swing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I love that scene. It's just the music starts and it's very there's things where he like stuff. crashes through the windows and he thought, you know, like I thought that was closer and he like bumps guys in the face. And yeah, it's just. Maybe all my warm and feels. I think, uh, I think, not that this is a, you can't win this category, but I think Dave wins it. I won. I think if you, if, honestly, if you put that scene on and I you show it. someone and you're like. There are no fun. winners except for me. Yeah. <laughs> We're all winners. We're all winners. <laughs> I think um, that, I mean, if you watch that scene in, in its entirety and that's it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is just another Indiana Jones movie. I mean, it is, but you know what I'm saying? You. You could take it out and, and think, wow, this is going to fit perfectly. No one's going to say anything negative, except there's aliens. Um, mine is when Indy and Mud are, search, Mutt are searching for the crystal skull. And the first time, when they run into, they're in like the little temple. and uh, With just, the defenders? Yeah, with the defenders. And he spits it back into the guy's throat. That's that, to me, so, so involves crazy. The, yeah, and he pulls the gun. Like that, to me, that was very indie yeah. feeling. I liked yeah. The two of them had great chemistry together. And... You know, maybe Shia's character wasn't perfect, but I thought it was a great, great pairing. Yeah. All right, last category here, guys. Does this belong in the junk drawer? Dave, why don't you start it off and, and give us a reasoning? Yeah, as your follower and the person who <laughs> was your only listener for so many episodes. Now we have dozens. Now you have dozens. Listener. And I actually got to, you know, hear some of the things that aren't even posted yet. So, privilege. <laughs> um I well, think this is a perfect junk, To me, this is a perfect junk drawer movie. It's like you're going to find it in every bin, in every Walmart, and majority of Targets for like $5. Yeah. But you're going to be satisfied. And even if you're not like a huge Indiana Jones fan, you're probably going to laugh at some of the things like this is silly and stupid, but it's still pretty good. Um, and it's just a fun summer movie. Yeah. And I think it's a perfect junk drawer. I'm going to piggyback off that. I agree with Dave. I don't think you could. I think you go in there now and find it in the $5 bin. Um, I don't know why though. I don't feel like this movie's very rewatchable. I enjoyed watching it, but it just lacks something that hooks you in. I think it's because the scenes are so long. 
that you can't just put a scene on and enjoy it. You have to sit in it and watch the entirety of that scene to see how it unfolds. Um, so for me, definitely, definitely belongs in the junk drawer. Uh, what do you think, Bryce? Um, <coughs> so this is a special niche of the junk drawer where uh, they have these movies and they're like, oh, it's $10, but you get all four Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> yeah. So just for that alone, this is in the junk drawer. People are like, oh, shit, I got to buy this one to get the other three. Right. Yeah. They're like, oh, I have to get Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but whatever. But I get Temple of the Doom. Cole, what do you think? Uh, I somewhat, some, Something somewhat similar to Bryce in that. So I think it does exist in junk drawers. That's the immediate answer is yes. Uh, but I don't think it exists in the like multiple box set version. I think that would be released as like a legitimate like, oh, own all of them for forty dollars, and it also includes maps of where Indiana traveled and the unedited uh, and Chris pitch, Pine version. Yeah, and um, a private song from you know John Williams himself. Um, so I see it as that. I see it definitely stands alone on its own though in the junk drawer as just hey, I didn't know there was a fourth Indiana Jones. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Oh, it's the same, it's actually the same character. Oh, it's actually Harrison Ford, so that's even a bonus. It's like, you know. I think Green Day does the song. <laughs> yeah. I walk this lonely road, the crystal skull. Sitting here alone. All right, listeners, thank you very much. Thank you to Dave. Dave, why don't you say that you're welcome? It was an honor and you're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Junk Drawer Podcast. If there's a movie that you want to hear us talk about, then please reach out to us at askthejunkdrawer at gmail.com. See you next time.